It's the Y'all Show, back on the air. Hello, welcome to the Tuesday edition of Y'all, with your host, John Rawl. Hope you all had a good start to your day thus far, as we'll keep you going here with an hour, or two hours if you're lucky, getting nothing but southern talk here on the airwaves. On this hour of the Y'all Show, we'll be talking politics as President Donald Trump made his way to the Palmetto State Monday evening, and we'll have a report on how that went there in West Columbia, South Carolina, and a direct connection to yours truly. And we'll get a report from my mother, not directly, but indirectly, as I had a conversation with her last night, as uh, I've got to ask the question, is the president stalking the Rawl family? Well, we'll tell you all about it coming up in the show this hour. We'll hear audio from the president's rally there at Airport High School in West Columbia as he was firing up the crowd and talking about Jimmy Fallon, South Carolina's native son, Stephen Colbert, ratings, and he even had some praise for First Lady Melania Trump during the rally last night. So we've got audio of that coming up in the next segment on the program. And later in the show, we're going to hear all about a new Radney Foster song. That is country music singer Radney Foster, who had many hits in the late 80s and 90s in Nashville. Well, he's come out with a song that is about the border situation going on between the U.S. and Mexico with the border with the children coming over. And Radney actually was born and raised in Del Rio, Texas, right on the border. And he has a song that's just come out. We'll play a little bit for you here on today's show and uh, hear all about the song that he's got out that is a combination of Spanish and English. Also, we'll be talking about an article that just came out in the News and Record. That is a Greensboro, North Carolina newspaper. And we'll be sharing some insight from that article. And we're hoping to get the author of this opinion piece, Stephen Doyle, on the show this week. I think we can work it out and uh, have him come on and discuss his opinion on the current Republican Party in the Southeast. A very interesting article coming from Stephen Doyle on the uh, News and Records Greensboro.com website. So that's coming up this hour. Next hour, we're going to talk some sports. We're going to look at other football teams that aren't in the big boy conferences. We've got an update on the Memphis Tigers coming up in hour two as uh, one of their players for the football team got a nice preseason honor. We'll tell you about that. Tennessee Tech hires a new baseball coach. We'll tell you about that. And Western Carolina University in Cullowee lost their former chancellor the last few days, and they had a memorial service on the campus of Western Carolina. We'll tell you about the sad passing of their former leader next hour here on the Y'all Show. Plus, hey, get ready. We're going to talk some barbecue and grilling with Matt Hearman's barrister, a bodacious barbecue. I know I said that a little fake, but barbecue. He'll be coming on and having a good time with us, talking about some tips he recommends when he, when you're getting ready for the 4th of July next week and you want to have that perfect burger. Well, Matt's going to tell you how he would do it, and he's also going to share some information on some good barbecue joints. If you're traveling across the south and maybe you find your way to a place like Memphis, I bet you Matt's got a few suggestions, and he'll share that with us in hour two. And just a tease of what's coming up the rest of the week here on the show we're going to have ACC, ACC insider Jonathan Leifheit coming on the Wednesday edition to talk about all that's going on in the Atlantic Coast Conference. We'll 
have our spotlight on Southern history as well. And we'll get, be getting the latest from Nashville with Precious Harris, the Nashville Music Line, with an update on country music coming up on the Wednesday edition. And later in the week, we'll be having an SEC report from Joel Thompson, who is a Georgia Bulldog insider. And we'll get a taste of what's going on in Athens with the red and black of Georgia later this week. So all that and more coming up on the Y'all program. Let's get into the headlines across the southeast. It's primary day, and we'll talk about the South Carolina primary in detail in the next segment as we'll be hearing from President Trump as he was in West Columbia just outside of the state capitol Monday evening and campaigning for his friend Henry McMaster, who is the current governor of South Carolina but is trying to become elected for the first time as he was uh, raised in position from lieutenant governor to governor after Nikki Haley became the U.S. ambassador at the U.N. And McMaster rose to the, to, to the governor's position there in South Carolina. And we'll be hearing Trump at that rally last night as he had a big time in and, and, and covered a lot of topics. And we'll have that. But not only is South Carolina going to the polls today, a couple other states across the country. We'll be doing the same. And in Oklahoma, they're going to have their first ballot question about marijuana. And it's the first ballot question of 2018. And they're going to weigh whether to approve one of the last, as one of the last restrictive states allowing medical marijuana, the state's, the nation's first cannabis ballot question of the year. And they want to know whether they want to approve this question, state question. 788, the result of an activist-led signature drive launched more than two years ago, would make it legal to grow, sell, and use marijuana for medicinal purposes. This going on in Oklahoma today, and there's been a $500,000 media blitz to try to stop the initiative. So we'll keep an eye on Oklahoma. A lot of southern states now have approved medicinal marijuana use. To my knowledge, no deep south southern state has approved medical or has approved marijuana for recreational use. I know it's legal in the District of Columbia, which is in our southern footprint, but that may be the only southern state right now that you can, and that's not even a state, of course, that's a, a, a District of Columbia, but I, I think there's a growing trend. And some folks have said that marijuana is the civil rights issue of the 21st century. I mean, frankly, most civil rights issues have already been handled, whether it be blacks or gays or uh, maybe handicap rights is still out there to some degree, but marijuana is a, a thing that's getting a lot of traction. I don't think it's a good thing. I'm, a, I'm personally not a fan of marijuana, but hey, it's free country, and in some states it is legal, and that is the beauty of this country. If you want to smoke marijuana, go to Colorado. Go have a good old time. And uh, and if you don't want to smoke it, if you're Colorado, maybe you want to move to a place like Tennessee or Georgia or Oklahoma even. No telling what's going on. But, hey, it's a country that allows states to make decisions. And in Oklahoma, they've got a decision to make today about medicinal marijuana. Also going to the polls today in Mississippi, there's a Democratic primary runoff for Senate as State House Minority Leader David Barria is up against Howard Sherman, who is a businessman. Now, Sherman, who lives in Meridian, Mississippi, is the husband of actress Celia Ward. And both received 30% of the vote in the June 5 primary, with, and with less than 1,000 votes separating the two. 
The winner of this Democratic runoff today will face Roger Wicker, who is the current senator from Mississippi in November. And Mississippi is a state that hasn't elected a Democrat to the Senate in nearly three decades. So Mississippians that uh, vote in the Democratic primary picking today between David Beria and Howard Sherman. Sherman is a political newcomer. In fact, most of his career, I think, has been in California, but has relocated to Mississippi to be alongside his actress wife, Sela Ward. And I, I saw both of them at a campaign rally. I think it was in Laurel, Mississippi, and she was right beside her husband. And uh, boy, she she is one sharp actress, if you know what I mean. And she is a graduate of the University of Alabama, where she was a cheerleader back when Bear Bryant roamed the sidelines in Tuscaloosa. So Mississippians going to the poll. Above the state line in Tennessee from Mississippi, they are back at it in the city of Memphis in terms of monuments. In recent years, the city of Memphis has taken down the statue of Confederate General Nathan Bedford Forrest and Confederate President Jefferson Davis. They've renamed parks and arguably done some things very shady, if not illegal, in their effort to remove Memphis of its Civil War history. Well, there's another monument that got messed up by a storm in 2017, and it hasn't been replaced yet, and leaders now say that it may not be replaced. And this is a statue to Tom Lee, a black man who in 1925 took his tiny boat out in the Mississippi River to save 32 white people after their ship capsized. The statue includes the words, a very worthy Negro on it. And as a result, some city leaders do not want to repair it and put it back out on display. But Tom Lee, the statue there in Tom Lee Park, I think is the name of the park in downtown Memphis, not sure what's going to happen there. We'll keep our eye on it. But again, statues in Memphis back in the news. In the state of Florida, a Florida panther was struck and killed by a vehicle. It is the 15th fatal collision this year out of a total of 17 total panther deaths. The Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission says that the remains of the two-year-old male were collected Monday near a rural road in Collier County, and that is where Naples, Florida, is located on the southwest coast of Florida. At one time, Florida panthers roamed the entire southeast, but now most of their habitat is confined to a small region of the Sunshine State along the Gulf of Mexico. Up to 230 Florida panthers remain in the wild, and they are a beautiful creature, and it's sad to hear that one was killed by a vehicle. A Houston-area teen who was part of a Boy Scout troop camping in Georgia was killed Monday when a tree fell on his tent at the Boy Scout camp in Newton County, Georgia. A 14-year-old boy named Antoine Rose was killed by this tree, and a storm came through the camp, and this this tree fell down on the young man in his tent. Bert Adams Camp is in Covington, Georgia, 35 miles east of Atlanta. Sad story there of a Boy Scout being killed all the way in Georgia. He was from Cyprus, Texas, but his scout troop went to Georgia for summer camp, and he ends up being killed by a tree that came crashing down at the BSA camp. Moving along to Tennessee's eastern portion, 
The former mayor of Farragut, Tennessee, passed away only days after resigning. Former mayor Dr. Ralph McGill died earlier this week after he announced his resignation from office on Thursday, June 21st, due to health concerns. And he was a native of Charlotte. He got a Ph.D. in mechanical engineering from NC State, moved to Farragut in 1978, and retired after a 26-year career at Oak Ridge National Lab. So sad news there as Dr. McGill has died just after he had to resign following health concerns. Speaking of health concerns, a bizarre story coming from the halls of Congress. West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin saves the, I guess you could say, saves the life of his fellow Senator Claire McCaskill. They were at a luncheon last week when he had to jump up and do the Heimlich maneuver on the Missouri Senator. And as a result of trying to get the food unlodged from her, her throat, she was... Uh, injured because a rib was cracked in it and it was just a crazy bizarre thing that these two senators were ended up at this luncheon i think it was an naacp luncheon and one senator helps another senator out joe manchin a hero helping out his fellow senator claire mccaskill of missouri and that is a look at your headlines from across the south We'll take a time out. When we come back, we'll keep our political eye on South Carolina. We'll tell you about today's primary going on as Henry McMaster, the incumbent, takes on challenger John Warren in the Republican primary runoff. And Donald Trump went to South Carolina last night to campaign for his friend Henry McMaster. We'll tell you about it and the connection to yours truly as a result of the president's trip to South Carolina. All that and much more ahead on the Y'all Show. I love my family, but last week, mm, not so much. They blew through our shared data again. Then we switched to Boost and got unlimited gigs, plus 20 gigs of mobile hotspot on each line for the whole family <laughs> for a great price. So now I love them all again. We just needed a switch. Switch to Boost and get three lines with unlimited gigs for just $100 a month and 20 gigs of mobile hotspot on each line. Plus, get up to three free phones, all on a super reliable, super fast nationwide network. Boost makes it easy to switch. Switching makes it easy to save. Offer ends 831.18. First line's $100 a month. Lines 2 and 3 are $0 a month. Requires one line to port in. Line includes unlimited talk, text, and data. Video streams optimized at up to 480p+. Music at up to 500 gigabits per second. Gaming at up to 2 megabits per second. Data deprioritization during congestion. Three phones require port in and activation on plans $50 or higher. Coverage and offers not available everywhere. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details. I just saved hundreds of dollars by switching to GEICO. I feel like a whole new person. Disclaimer, you will not become a whole new person. This is impossible. You might be able to join a gym or diet program, buy a new wardrobe, get hair implants, but your DNA and physical form will remain the same. GEICO waives any and all liability if you attempt to become a new person, except a cyborg. If you choose to become a half-human, half-cybernetic organism with lasers for eyes, the GEICO legal team would be cool with that because, quote, laser eyes are pretty sweet. Pew, 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 end quote. GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. 
As a small business owner, you make every dollar count. So what could you do with $10? Go to Vistaprint.com today and you'll get 500 high-quality custom business cards for only $9.99. That's less than two cents per card. And at Vistaprint, your satisfaction is absolutely guaranteed. So it's never been easier to turn 500 strangers into connections. Just visit Vistaprint.com and use promo code 1919 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 1919. Music rolls and the Army Navy's got old Jackie's soul down on Peach's corner. There are good old boys and the Mother Fletcher's making lots of noise. They're dancing, shagging on the boulevard. We're back on the Y'all Show with John Rawl. And again, if you want to reach us, we welcome you anytime to call or text us. The number is 803-816-1170. Our Twitter account is at Y'all Show. And you can reach out to us. You can follow us. And we encourage you to hashtag us as well at Y'all Show on Twitter. Hashtag Y'all Show. Y-A-L-L-S-H-O-W. And we'll be having our hashtag hullabaloo on Wednesday's edition of the Y'all Show. Wednesday is going to be a fun show. We'll have a lot of ACC talk and also we'll have Precious Harris back on us. But that's tomorrow. Today, it's politics and barbecue. Two things that kind of go together. And on the political side, as we mentioned, South Carolina with the Republican primary runoff going on today. If you are in the Palmetto State, and you're a Republican, go cast your vote for either Henry McMaster, who is currently your governor after Nikki Haley got appointed to be the U.N. ambassador for the U.S. She had to turn over the reins to Henry McMaster, who was a longtime Republican operative in South Carolina, had been the chairman of the state GOP party, and he has been around politics in South Carolina for a long time. Never thought he would actually run, but he decided to run for lieutenant governor and got it a few years ago. I don't really think he ever thought he would become a governor, but strange things happen in politics. And McMaster is now the governor. Well, he's got to run for the full term, and he'll be running today against John Warren, a Greenville businessman who was, I would say, a little bit of a surprise winner in the primary that was held earlier this month as he had some strong competition. Catherine Templeton, Templeton an attorney, from the Charleston area, had a big campaign going. Yancey McGill and Kevin Bryant also, who was the lieutenant governor, were all running in the campaign. And John Warren emerged as the, not winner, but he, he got enough to be in this runoff that's going on today against McMaster. So I, I think McMaster should come out okay, especially with the endorsement of his friend Donald Trump. But Warren, if the other candidates all kind of bond together, and some of them have in support of John Warren, it could be a, a surprise, and, and I don't think that'll go over too well with the commander-in-chief. 
the winner of this runoff today in South Carolina moves on to take on the Democratic challenger, and that is James Smith. He won the nomination with his Democratic primary earlier in the month of December. He and his running mate, Mandy Powers Norell, will be taking on whoever emerges after today's Republican runoff. President Trump and McMaster's history together goes back to January of 2016. And it was on a date in late January of 2016 that President Trump was in South Carolina. South Carolina is your earliest state in the, in the South that has a Republican or Democratic primary for president. So it is a hotbed. It is a state just after Iowa and New Hampshire, then it's South Carolina. And oftentimes, the person that wins South Carolina in either party is the person that ends up getting the nomination for president. So a lot of people put a lot of effort into South Carolina. We see oftentimes the winner in Iowa be a complete reversal of who ends up being the nominee for a party. In 2016, Trump was working South Carolina hard after he had lost Iowa to Ted Cruz. And so he was down there working the, working the vote, pressing the flesh, and he went to Lexington, South Carolina, which is my hometown, and had a big rally. Well, there aren't too many places in the Lexington area to have big rallies, so he actually rented a facility owned by my family. And they had about 7,000 people show up at a place called Harmon's Barn, just off US-1, between Lexington and Gilbert, South Carolina. And it was a madhouse. I watched it on TV. I did not go to the rally, but it was a major event. It took about a week to get things ready. Trump paid them some money, but he probably should have paid them a lot more money. Marco Rubio had a rally there just a few days later. And uh, let's just say it didn't go over too well from a financial standpoint with Rubio. But Trump had the big rally. Jim Acosta was there. Jim Acosta, I remember watching it on CNN. The CNN reporter covered that campaign event in 2016 in, uh, at Harmon's Barn. And uh, it was a, a wild night there in the Midlands of South Carolina. Well, surprising at that event held on the family property that uh, a guy who was the lieutenant governor shows up really unannounced. I, I didn't see this coming. And lo and behold, Henry McMaster, who was just a lieutenant governor in South Carolina, he comes out on stage and he announces his endorsement of President Trump for president. Now, that was a little weird because, again, McMaster had been kind of a, a shining star within the Republican Party. He had been the establishment in South Carolina for the Republican Party. And the current governor at that time, Nikki Haley, had already said she supported Jeb Bush. And actually, when Jeb Bush bowed out of the race, she backed Marco Rubio. And I, I'm not sure she didn't back Ted Cruz after Rubio left. Trump was not on her list of people she supported. So McMaster comes out, and he embraces the president, uh, presidential candidate in Trump. And McMaster became the highest profile governor or lieutenant governor or state official in the country at that time to back President Trump, who was still a long shot by many in early 2016 to even get the Republican nomination. But McMaster went out on a limb. He supported President Trump. He could see the momentum, the red wave, 
And as a result of that, President Trump and McMaster grew this friendship, and it was McMaster on stage in Spartanburg the night that President Trump won the South Carolina Republican primary for president. And I was surprised to some degree that McMaster wasn't brought to Washington as part of the administration. Now, he is a lifelong South Carolinian that may not want to go to Washington, D.C. I don't know what the reasoning was, but McMaster ends up becoming governor after Haley moves on to New York to be the U.N. ambassador. And this Republican primary runoff going on today in South Carolina is enough of a, of a deal that the president felt like he needed to go back to South Carolina Monday and help out McMaster, give him, give him that kind of edge. Now, we saw that President Trump jumped in another South Carolina primary race just the other day when he threw his support behind congressional wannabe Arrington, who was in a terrible car accident over the weekend. And at his last second endorsement of her on Twitter, I think, helped her in her race against sitting Congressman Mark Sanford from the 1st District, which is the Charleston Low Country, Low Country of South Carolina. And she was able to pull off that win and moves on to face a Democratic challenger in the November general election. McMaster is going to need all the help he can get today, and so Trump goes to South Carolina last night. Well, right when the Air, right, right when Air Force One was getting ready to touch down at the Columbia Airport, which is in Lexington County, not in Columbia, my family lives about 15 miles away. The crow flies from the airport, and uh, it's it's flat land there, so it's very. And, and, and my family lives on a farm, so not a lot of trees. Well, there was a bad storm that was over the airport air area during the time that the president was supposed to land. And the Columbia News was all reporting presidential plane being stalled by the landing because of bad weather. Well, it turns out that my family farm, 15 miles from the airport, ends up being where Air Force One circles around for several minutes. And that's a big plane. And so my mother went outside and watched it. My brother watched it, and it was a big deal, which oddly enough, where this plane was circling was the same spot where President Trump had his campaign rally last year with McMaster. So President Trump's plane had to circle around for several minutes while the weather cleared up and then was able to land, and he went in and had his rally. Now, I've got my own little personal, personal caveat I want to throw out. That same flight path that the Air Force One was coming in last night was the same flight path that in 1988, I think it was, Pope John Paul, the famous pope, came to Columbia, South Carolina to go through the streets of Columbia in the Pope Mobile, and then he gave a sermon at williams Bryce Stadium, the home of the Gamecocks. And a very strange thing that the pope would come all the way to Columbia, South Carolina, on his tour in America, South Carolina is not a majority Catholic state, not even close to it. But the Pope came to South Carolina back in the late 80s. And as a child, I went out and I watched the Pope's plane fly over my house. And it was beautiful. It was a yellow and white plane from what I remember. And it was not that high up in the in the sky. So uh, famous people flying over the, the raw homestead. 
But last night, the president did successfully land, and then he went into the rally at Airport High School and landed some punches, most famously at Jimmy Fallon, the comedian. Now, why in the world the president still has to play the celebrity game and the comedy game? I don't know. It's funny. I, I mean, the president is, there's never been anyone like Donald Trump when it comes to being a president. The guy is obsessed with himself. I think he would even admit that. I mean, when he was a businessman, his whole company was all about Trump, Trump, Trump. It still is. I mean, this president loves himself. And so when he wants to talk about ratings on television and and things, I mean, he really, really gets excited talking television ratings. Again, I don't quite get it, but it seems to work for him. And and again, he, he goes along the path of being certainly the He's got to be the most unusual president that this country has ever, ever experienced. And so he went into the rally Monday night in West Columbia, South Carolina, talking about a confrontation that he and comedian and late-night talk show host Jimmy Fallon had been having on Twitter. And he also talks about Stephen Colbert in the rally. And Colbert is a native South Carolinian. Now, I don't think he's a Trump guy by any means, but he grew up in Charleston, and then Trump took a couple of jabs at him. Never even called him by his name, but I think it's pretty obvious that uh, President Trump was talking about the native Carolinian at this rally, and of course, he talks some writing. So we're going to play audio from Monday night's rally where Trump is being Trump and talking about things that perhaps aren't really national news. In fact, Jimmy Fallon responded on Twitter to the president's rally, saying that, as you may have heard, the president of the United States went after me on Twitter. So, Melania, if you're watching, I don't think your anti-bullying campaign is working. And Fallon went on to say that the president doesn't, doesn't, why is he in a, a, a Twitter war and talking about Jimmy Fallon, a comedian? when he needs to be doing more important things. He's the president of the dash. What are you doing? You're the president. Why are you tweeting at me? Jimmy Fallon wrote on Twitter. So Trump, who's still very angry at the way that the media, especially the CNNs and MSNBCs and NBC, the network he used to have his TV show on, have treated him. Here is the president Monday night in West Columbia, South Carolina. Did you see Jimmy Fallon? Jimmy Fallon. The guy screws up my hair. It's going back and forth. He was so disappointed to find out it was real. He couldn't believe it. Well, that's one of the great things I got. Everybody used to say, my hair's phony, it's not my hair. I'm wearing a hairpiece. You know what a hair... Anybody here wearing a hairpiece now? No? But the one thing, they never say that anymore because I've been caught in rainstorms. I've been caught in winds that are like 60 miles an hour getting off. If it's not your hair, don't run for office, folks. Don't run. Do not run for office because the gig would be up. So, Jimmy Fallon apologized. He apologized for humanizing me, Can you, the poor guy, because now he's going to lose all of us, you know? Now he's going to lose all of us. 
If somebody would open a talk show at night, because the, the guy on CBS is, is, what a low life, what a low life. I mean, honestly, are these people funny? And I can laugh at myself. If, frankly, if I couldn't, I'd be in big trouble. But there's no talent. He's not, they're not like talented people. Johnny Carson was talented. Some of these guys, no, seriously. I mean, this guy on CBS has no talent. Jimmy Kimmel would meet me before the election. I'm telling you a true story. I don't even think you'd deny it. No talent. But I'd go to a studio to do a shot, you know, to do a thing. He would stand outside on the sidewalk waiting for me. Oh, here he comes, Donald Trump. Oh, uh, he opens my door. I said, does he do this to everybody, to his people? He does it for nobody. Now, who knows? Maybe that was just... But he's waiting for me. Two or three times I did a show before this all. Now I wouldn't do a show. A guy's terrible. But I do a show, and he's standing out on Hollywood, whatever, Boulevard, and he's standing there, opening up the door, like going great. Oh, hello. I wasn't president. I was like a guy, right? A guy with potential. That audio there from a rally to support Henry McMaster's effort to be elected in the Republican primary runoff that's going on today, that rally that you heard from Monday night in West Columbia, South Carolina, right beside the Columbia Airport. Airport High School can be found, and President Trump went there Monday night to help out McMaster, who was a supporter of his early on during President Trump's effort to become President of the United States. And He was wound up. He loves rallies. He loves it. It feeds his ego. And I I like President Trump. I'll be honest with you. But I've never seen anybody that has to be praised like he does. And he doesn't get praised by the media enough. And I guess there's infighting in the White House. Maybe infighting in his own family. I don't know for sure. But where he does not get any resistance is when he goes to these rallies. And he has them every week or two weeks and I think they'll ramp up even more as we get closer to 2020 he loves it Uh, it's like his concert he talks about it he says that people like Elton John have told him he's the only person that can get these kind of crowds that doesn't have a guitar meaning he's not a singer and it does something for him now who am I to judge the guy had an unorthodox campaign for president and he won by having rallies like this, by being active on Twitter, by proving to everyone who thought he would lose that they were all wrong. And have you seen the numbers? I don't have them in front of me, so I don't want to give you the exact numbers. But there are some numbers that have just come out of pollsters saying that President Trump's approval rating within the Republican base is higher than even Ronald Reagan's was. He is doing exceptional amongst Republicans. And he's not doing that bad against in, in the independent ranks. Democrats can't stand him. But Trump, is he's, he's flipped things around, and it is amazing to see. And we hope to be talking in a few days to Stephen Doyle. Now, I'm going to read an article that Doyle wrote in the Greensboro, North Carolina newspaper in the next segment. So hang on for that. But it is a, a, an amazing piece of journalism about what's going on in the Republican Party in the South. 
We'll have that coming up. Plus, Radney Foster, country music singer. He's got a spin on what's going on with the children at the border situation as he is a child of the border himself, having been raised in Del Rio, Texas. That's up next on The Y'all Show. Hi, Tom Bodette. Ever notice how some places use fancy words just to make things more expensive? Like calling anything handmade craft or using aioli when they just mean mayonnaise. Well, at Motel 6, expensive words aren't really our thing. Our thing is clean, comfortable rooms at a great low price. So you can get a good night's sleep that leaves you feeling as fresh as that massaged kale salad. I'm Tom Bodette for Motel 6 and we'll leave the light on for you. Book online at motel6.com. That is a pretty good breakfast. You're not even eating. Not hungry. Why not? What's up? Kath and I knew that Jenny had been partying a bit. Found out she tried heroin. Most people don't know what to say about drugs, but we do. Visit us at drugfree.org. A message from the Partnership for Drug-Free Kids, where families find answers. As a small business owner, you make every dollar count. So what could you do with $10? Go to Vistaprint.com today and you'll get 500 high-quality custom business cards for only $9.99. That's less than two cents per card. And at Vistaprint, your satisfaction is absolutely guaranteed. So it's never been easier to turn 500 strangers into connections. Just visit Vistaprint.com and use promo code 1919 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 1919. I just saved hundreds of dollars by switching to GEICO. I feel like a whole new person. Disclaimer, you will not become a whole new person. This is impossible. You might be able to join a gym or diet program, buy a new wardrobe, get hair implants, but your DNA and physical form will remain the same. GEICO waives any and all liability if you attempt to become a new person, except a cyborg. If you choose to become a half-human, half-cybernetic organism with lasers for eyes, the GEICO legal team would be cool with that because, quote, laser eyes are pretty sweet. Pew, 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 end quote. GEICO, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Caminos duros y aguas anchas Vuelas alto en tus sueños Duerme bajo de la luz de la luna Y te amo Godspeed, mija Dulces sueños pequeñitos Oh, my love will fly to you each night on angels' wings. Godspeed, sweet dreams. Rocket racers out, tuckered out. 
that is country music singer Radney Foster. You might remember for his efforts in the late 80s as a member of Foster and Lloyd. And then he had several hit songs in the 1990s as a solo artist on Arista Records. Well, that is a song there called Godspeed that Radney Foster has recut this week with a half Spanish version of it. And this is as a response to what is going on with the children on the border. With Mexico. Foster is a native of Del Rio, Texas. Right there on the border, was born there. I can tell you exactly what year it was. Del Rio, Texas, 1959. That is a album of Radney Foster's that had his probably biggest song he ever had, Just Call Me Lonesome, was from that record that came out around 1994, I think it was. This song here, Godspeed, was originally written his son who was uh, taken away from him I remember this custody battle going on in the 1990s his son was taken to France by his mother when the child was only five after Foster and the child's mother went through a separation and, and Foster fought it well now this song Godspeed's been translated and it is a song, again, going out to bring awareness to the border with the children's charities and such. Proceeds from Godspeed, Dolce Suenos, and I apologize, I do not speak Spanish. Proceeds from this will go to R-A-I-C-E-S, Texas, the Refugee and Immigrant Center for Education and Legal Services where immigrants and refugees in the community are helped by providing immigration-related legal services, advocacy, and opportunities for educational and social support. And Foster's in here helping out in his way with the release of this song and a video that's quite touching. Again, he is the father, as anybody with a heart is sympathetic to these children that uh, are on the border but remember this is a complex problem and, and part of the, the toughness of this is these children wouldn't be on the border if not for what was going on in their native countries places like Nicaragua El Salvador and the gangs and the complete absence of government in those places so these these mothers and and parents are risking the lives of the children and themselves by hauling them all the way through Mexico. And our government is helping out. It may look, but the optics may be bad, but it's, it's, it's not totally all at the fault of the administration what's going on here. You have to go back to the root of the problem and that this is a problem with the border that's been going on for generations. I mean... Bush, Obama, Clinton. The border is a massive problem, not just with people, but with drugs. The president gets criticism, but he's right on a lot of this stuff, and most presidents have dodged the whole issue. They don't want to talk border because they feel like it could cost them votes, and President Trump has taken this issue head on. Will it hurt him? We'll find out soon when there's elections. But Radney Foster bringing awareness to the situation with his benefit song, Godspeed, Dolce Suenos. Check it out. It's on YouTube. 
and maybe on a radio station near you. Well, the issue of immigrants and children at the border has not been lost on the journalism world. It hasn't been lost on the political world. And there's a columnist in Greensboro, North Carolina, Stephen Doyle, who writes for Greensboro.com, and he's a reporter there in Greensboro. He works for the News and Record. I put in a request to bring him on the show this week, and I think he can come on. We're just working out the details. But I'm going to give you a little sample of his column, There is Nothing Grand About This Old Party. And essentially his article talks about how most of the Republican Party in the South now isn't like what the Republican Party was 30 years ago when you had a flip of essentially white people from Democrat to Republican and and it's a it's a different ball game and he writes about how Gil Carmichael was a force that he that influenced him as well as Thad Cochran Trent Lott all gone from the party most uh, two of those I know are still alive but they're not active in Republican parties in Republican politics at this time and he his article discusses how this is this is a change where like many people have said this is is this do you want to be a conservative or do you want to be a republican and trump his effect on the party has been a massive effect his article doyle's article says that quote i saw this quote from republican senator everett dirksen from the days leading up to the signing of the civil rights act quote the time has come for equality of opportunity and sharing in government in education and in employment. It will not be stayed or denied. It is here. And he says, but now our politics have reversed. We have a Republican Party that I don't recognize. This is the party of Trump. We now hear whatever that is. Certainly it's not the party of Lincoln or Grant or Teddy Roosevelt or even Eisenhower. It's not even the party of Newt Gingrich, who was speaker in the 1990s, did some good lawmaking, before he became just another smarty attack dog on TV. And again, this is a opinion piece by Stephen Doyle on Greensboro.com, and we uh, think we can get him on later in the week to explain a little bit more about his thought process in this article. But it is uh, another example of the modern climate in Republican politics. And will the Democrats seize this in 2018 and during the blue wave that some may say is uh, is expected as November will be here soon and how important will Trump's shadow be in the Democratic side of things and will people come out and vote against Trump enough that the Democrats will be able to pull off a lot of wins in a couple of months we'll have it all we'll cover it all right here red blue purple we, we, we got you covered here. Politics is not something we're going to do a lot of on this show, just to give you a heads up. I know some of you may now just be tuning in for the first time. It is something that I like to talk about, but I realize it is a issue that everybody has an opinion on, and that uh, this, this opinion on politics you can find on other shows at other times. We will talk about it because it is relevant to our part of the country, and it's something that on this show – 
we want to cast a southern spin on Republican and Democratic politics. And we know that in the South, Republicans are the majority, so most of our political leanings will be conservative, will be Republican, but we're going to we're going to pay attention to Democrats too. Uh, but we mostly aren't going to be talking this kind of stuff because we want to talk about music. We want to talk about sports. We want to talk about cooking. We want to talk about crazy Southern traditions. And, and we want to talk about comedy. And we want to talk about fishing. And what else am I leaving? Kudzu. I had to teach my son the other day about what kudzu is and how this is kudzu time, baby. It's taking over. Well, we want to be like Kudzu here on the Y'all Show. We want to take over, too, if we're blessed enough by the good Lord to do that. So uh, it is, uh, it's going to be fun. But, again, we'll, we will touch on politics. We may have a, a conservative spin on it more than your average CNN show. But for the most part, we're not really going to be too political on the show, or at least that's not our intent. But come November, we might be very political as we lead up to the big general election. Well, that wraps up hour one of today's show. When we come back in hour two, we're going to have our sports land yap. This is a glance around college sports, but more on the small college side of things in the southeast. We'll also have Matt Hearman stop by, the barrister of Bodacious Barbecue. He's going to come on and give you some tips for the 4th of July, plus he'll share with us a few, t- a few tips for Memphis barbecue eateries. If you ever pass through the Mid-South and you want to go to the Bluff City of Memphis, he's got a few spots you don't want to miss. So Mr. Hearman's coming up in hour two. Hang on. We'll be right back, y'all. This is the Y'all Show with John Ross. I just saved hundreds of dollars by switching to Geico. I feel like a whole new person. Disclaimer, you will not become a whole new person. This is impossible. You might be able to join a gym or diet program, buy a new wardrobe, get hair implants, but your DNA and physical form will remain the same. GEICO waives any and all liability if you attempt to become a new person, except a cyborg. If you choose to become a half-human, half-cybernetic organism with lasers for eyes, the GEICO legal team would be cool with that because, quote, laser eyes are pretty sweet. Pew, 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 end quote. GEICO, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Tuesday edition of Y'all Rolls On with Hour 2. Welcome back. John Rawl with you here in the PM as we discuss all things Southern. Matt Hearman's The Barrister of Bodacious Barbecue will be on shortly, giving us his deep-fried take on barbecue, grilling, and so much more. We're going to go to Galveston, Texas, where he resides, and get his report from the island, and it will be delicious hopefully you've had a little snack because if you are going to listen to this segment with an empty tummy i'm afraid you'll be rushing off to get some barbecue in just a few minutes because i love this segment it's going to be a lot of fun but it will be painful if you do not have something in your belly your stomach will be turning 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 for sure so that's coming up right now on the show. We'll talk some college sports here on the Y'all Show. Again, our number, 803-816-1170. We encourage you to contact us. If we are doing a good job, we want a pat on the back. If we're doing a bad job, we want a tough pat on the buttocks. Just kidding. I don't want that. But uh, you can you can spank us orally uh, through a text or a voicemail if you need to get it off your chest. But 
Thank you for listening to the Y'all Show with John Rawl. College World Series, game one was postponed Monday night as Arkansas and Oregon State are out there in the College World Series finals. Bad weather made these two teams delay till tonight. First pitch scheduled for 7 p.m. Eastern in Omaha between the Hogs and Oregon State. Oregon State has been a dynasty in college baseball. They won back-to-back national championships about 12 years ago and now having a chance to win another crown in college baseball. But the South's Razorbacks, we're rooting for them, and hopefully they'll be able to come back South with a national title of their own. Now, on Sportsland, yeah, we like to focus on the non-SEC, non-ACC, non-Big 12 programs, the the little fellas, the, the guys that need a little bit more attention because, well, face it, they don't have the size, they may not have the money, and they may not have the exposure, but we want to make sure we give them as much as we can here on the Y'all Show. And we head to the Bluff City, where we'll be talking about barbecue in the Bluff City in the next segment, but football in the Bluff City is big at times. And the Memphis Tigers, which have really had an uptick since Justin Fuente went to that program a few years ago from TCU and led them to greatness and then took the job at Virginia Tech. Well, his successor is doing a good job there in Memphis. And one of his players, Tony Pollard, has been named a preseason All-American as kick returner in Phil Steele's annual college football preview. He was already named a preseason All-American by Athlon Sports Magazine, and he's one of five Tigers named to Steele's preseason AAC first team alongside running back Daryl Henderson, tight end Joey Magnifico, offensive lineman Trevon Tate, and defensive back T.J. Carter. In total, 14 Tigers made Steele's preseason conference team. By the way, Memphis is predicted to win the AAC West. A great, great feat there. Now, Memphis played for the conference championship last year against UCF. They lost to the Knights. The Knights had that incredible season last year and went undefeated. And according to them, they were the national champions of college football. Alabama may have something to say about that. But Memphis did have a chance to win the conference championship and was not able to do that there in Orlando. They actually fell to UCF twice, but a a very good season by Memphis, even though they lost the Liberty Bowl game to Iowa State. The Tigers looking up in 2018 and a good honor there for one of their players, Tony Pollard, being named to Phil Steele's list of great college football players heading into the 2018 season. College baseball, also in the volunteer state. Tennessee Tech, which lost its coach to Rice because the Golden Eagles had an amazing 2018 on the diamond. They have announced Justin Holmes as the 14th head coach of the Golden Eagles baseball program. He was an assistant in Cookville, and he takes over the program that won over 50 ball games in 2018, and they defeated Ole Miss in the first regional of the postseason and then they went down to Austin, Texas. They won a game in the three-game Super Regional, but they ended up losing to the Longhorns of Texas, and the season came to an end. But Tennessee Tech now with Justin Holmes taking over the Golden Eagles head baseball program. In college basketball, the Sun Belt Conference, they're not happy with the way their teams have been picked in the big dance. So they're doing some changes that will take place next year in the conference. And they're going to reschedule 
the basketball schedule, and they're going to change the tournament format. They're also having divisions that are going to be changed up a bit. The divisions are as follows. The Sun Belt East will be Appalachian State, Coastal Carolina, Georgia Southern, Georgia State, South Alabama, and the Troy Trojans. In the Sun Belt West in basketball, there will be Arkansas Little Rock, Arkansas State, Louisiana Lafayette, Louisiana Monroe, UT Arlington, and Texas State. And geographically speaking, I do believe that is the best way to handle the Sun Belt Conference's teams and the way that they are broken out. This is a, I mean, you go from Conway, South Carolina, right beside Myrtle Beach with Coastal Carolina, all the way to, I guess, Arlington, Texas would be the furthest west town in the Sun Belt Conference. That's a long way. This is not a bus league anymore, not that it ever was, but the Sunbelt Conference trying to make sure that the teams try to stay closer to home as much as possible, but with the, even within the footprint of their divisions, still some long hauls for the basketball teams. Not sure about football. Sunbelt Conference has had a team or two move in, move out. I know Iowa, I'm not Iowa, Idaho is moving away from the Sunbelt They've been in the Sunbelt Conference, and they're going actually back down to FCS football in 2018. The Vandals no longer a part of the Sunbelt Conference. I think it's 2018. It could be next year that they're actually dropping down. But it's soon Idaho's doing something unprecedented, stepping away from FBS football to FCS. Some sad news from the Southern Conference says former Western Carolina Chancellor David O. Belcher passed away of brain cancer last week. His memorial service was held over this past weekend. He went on medical leave back in 2017 and had been fighting brain cancer since April of 2016. And he passed away at the age of 60 after a two-year battle with brain cancer. Former Western Carolina University Chancellor David Belcher. We keep our thoughts with his family and the Western Carolina community. In non-college sports news, the Nashville Predators in the NHL, they got four picks in last weekend's NHL draft, which was held in Dallas, Texas. The first pick for the Preds didn't come till the fourth round as Joachim Kondelec from Germany was selected, and he is a forward in hockey. Also, the Predators made selections in the fifth round with Spencer Stastny, and he's from Woodbridge, Illinois. He was taken in the fifth round alongside Vlasoved Yeraminko, who was from Belarus. Those players, some of the four of the Preds taken in the NHL draft. And I don't intend to do a lot of NHL talk, but since the draft was just held and the Predators are maybe the only team in many of the southern states that this show airs on, I know the Carolina Hurricanes are in the footprint that we cover and we got to give a salute to the Washington Capitals, the Stanley Cup champions. They're in a part of the regional area that we cover here on the Y'all Show. And if we're leaving out other teams like the Florida Panthers or the Tampa Bay Lightning or or perhaps the Dallas Stars, we, we apologize. I will have to get a hockey expert on here at some point. Finally, in our lanyard for this week, Bubba Watson wins the tournament there in Connecticut this past weekend. He was a four, no, uh, yeah, four-stroke winner with a 
No, I'm sorry. He got uh, a four-stroke difference in the fourth round. He won by three strokes, went 17 under. And Bubba Watson, the future mayor of Pensacola, at least that's what he says, he wants to run for mayor in Pensacola. And uh, we'll keep our eye on Watson as he wins again. The PGA Tour moves on this week to the tournament held just outside of Washington, D.C., and it will be a tournament worth watching as a certain golfer will be back in the mix there as he's won there several times. But Bubba Watson, the most recent winner on the PGA Tour, winning in Connecticut there at the Travelers Championship. Well, we will move away from sports now in the next segment and talk some barbecue. I've got to get Matt Heron's take, though, on the College World Series as he's a Texas Tech alum. We'll get his take on how the Red Raiders did in Omaha, but we'll mostly talk barbecue with Mr. Hillman's coming up next as the Y'all Show continues on a Tuesday. I love my family, but last week, mm, not so much. They blew through our shared data again. Then we switched to Boost and got unlimited gigs, plus 20 gigs of mobile hotspot on each line for the whole family. (laughs) For a great price. So now I love them all again. We just needed a switch. Switch to Boost and get three lines with unlimited gigs for just $100 a month and 20 gigs of mobile hotspot on each line. Plus get up to three free phones, all on a super reliable, super fast nationwide network. Boost makes it easy to switch. Switching makes it easy to save. Offer ends 831.18. First line's $100 a month. Lines 2 and 3 are $0 a month. Requires one line to port in. Line includes unlimited talk, text, and data. Video streams optimized at up to 480p+. Music at up to 500 gigabits per second. Gaming at up to 2 megabits per second. Data deprioritization during congestion. Three phones require port in and activation on plans $50 or higher. Coverage and offers not available everywhere. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details. I just saved hundreds of dollars by switching to GEICO. I feel like a whole new person. Disclaimer, you will not become a whole new person. This is impossible. You might be able to join a gym or diet program, buy a new wardrobe, get hair implants, but your DNA and physical form will remain the same. GEICO waives any and all liability if you attempt to become a new person, except a cyborg. If you choose to become a half-human, half-cybernetic organism with lasers for eyes, the GEICO legal team would be cool with that because, quote, laser eyes are pretty sweet. Pew, 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 end quote. GEICO, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. As a small business owner, you make every dollar count. So what could you do with $10? Go to Vistaprint.com today and you'll get 500 high-quality custom business cards for only $9.99. That's less than two cents per card. And at Vistaprint, your satisfaction is absolutely guaranteed. So it's never been easier to turn 500 strangers into connections. Just visit Vistaprint.com and use promo code 1919 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 1919. Coming 
And we're back on the Tuesday edition of Y'all, the show all about the South. We cover it all, scattered, smothered, covered, and more. John Rawl talking now with Matt Hermans, the barrister of Bodacious Barbecue. And we're going to go to the beautiful island of Galveston in Galveston, Texas, to be joined by this barrister. Hello, barrister. How are you doing today, sir? Well, John, I'm doing great. That was uh, quite an introduction. Hopefully, I'm worthy of that. I'm doing fine. How are you? How are you? I'm doing good. And for the for the audience that do not know about our history, Matt uh, and I go way back. He actually was the first. Uh, I don't want to offend you by saying this word since you're a Texan, but you were the first volunteer is the best <laughs> word. I know you're not a Tennessean, but you're a Texan. You were the first volunteer in the Y'all Army way, way back in 2002 and 2003, and have uh, been a, a, a someone we've watched closely grow up through the years. And so congratulations. Now now you've moved up in the ranks. Well, um, I've moved somewhere in the ranks, put it that <laughs> way. But, uh, I, certainly have, I certainly am a big fan of volunteer state, so yeah. uh, I, I will be happy to take that. Yeah, longer. well, I, I know the volunteers came down to Texas and, and helped you all out in a, in a war or two. So uh, yeah, there was a little skirmish or two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's a little history there. But also, we're going to talk some barbecue with you. We're going to talk grilling. This guy is the grilling guru, and we're going to uh, uh, reach deep into the mind of Mr. Hermans here on the Y'all Show on a periodic basis. Also, you know a thing or two about sports, so we may talk a little college sports with you. And you're a, an alumnus of Texas Tech, so the Red Raiders went out to the College World Series and fail ultimately, but still getting there was a great accomplishment. And uh, I know you want to say a word or two about the Red Raiders. Yeah, I guess anytime, uh, anytime you make it to the College World Series, that's kind of in the world of college baseball. That's ninety percent of the goal as it is, and the rest after that's gravy, in my opinion. But it's been a good, uh, it's been a good run. We we got uh, got taken out by the Florida Gators, but that's. Um, the overall number one seed. There's there's nothing to be yeah. ashamed of there. It's been a it's been a heck of a run. I'm a big college baseball fan myself. At Texas Tech, they announced whenever they made it to the regionals and made it to the postseason that this was a year they were going to take it more serious. They they'd been there a couple times in recent years, and and the Red Raiders said, okay, well this year we really want to get to the <laughs> to the big game. Well, they didn't quite make it. Right, but there's a lot of teams that didn't quite make it. So that's true. I guess all but uh, all but two. So yes, uh, that's right. And now you got Arkansas and Oregon State playing for the for the big game. Okay, uh, Matt, uh, and, and we're gonna get to barbecue. But quickly, anything Big Twelve we need to know about real quick while we got you? You're kind of our Big Twelve homer. Well, I, I got to be honest with you. I've been kind of uh, 
college baseball centric here. Okay. For the last uh, you know several months, following that, <laughs> you're allowed uh, to do so that. Did yeah, you'll have to you'll have to give me a little time to get back right. up to speed on the football. Well, you know, football's season. coming up soon. I don't know if you knew it that. Is. Or not. That is. Yeah. So uh, point on being uh, the uh, the my Texas Tech Red Raiders and the Ole Miss uh, Rebels are going to have one of the uh, coolest, I think, non conference games. That's in, right. In yeah. Houston coming Part- up here in fall. So. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. It's not uh, people don't like to, you know, the major conference schools don't like to get together too much outside of conference play anymore. But this should be a should be a fun one, yeah. especially the tailgate. Tailgate should be a winner for sure. Yeah, and, and our listeners that don't know, Texas Tech, Ole Miss playing in the Houston uh, Advocare kickoff, something crazy like that. Uh, this was a game last year. LSU was supposed to play. BYU in Houston, and then they had to move it because of the hurricane that came through Houston. So this this is a, a relatively new kickoff type game going on between conference powers, and this year the Red Raiders and Rebels meeting on that first weekend, Labor Day weekend, at yeah. NRG Stadium in Houston. So right. it should be easy for you to go put on your it'll red. Be, yeah, it'll be a be right up the road for me. Yeah, um, it'll be a, so those of us who um, are. Uh, our college football fans, this will be a, a rematch of the 2008 Cotton Bowl. That's right. It's been a few years, but uh, it'll be interesting. That's that right. Played, that game played in Dallas, of course. But yeah. Texas Tech be- has uh, been toppled by Ole Miss in postseason play, although the Red Raiders have done well against Ole Miss in regular season play. So swapping Absolutely. it out there. Uh, any favorite right now in the Big 12? Who, who's, the, who's the likely favorite to repeat? Is it going to be Oklahoma again or, or, or who? I would say I would say Oklahoma, although, uh, you know, Baker Mayfield is going to be difficult to replace. They still bring in some, some good pieces back. I think Kyler Murray um, – the diminutive uh, football star there is going to be the starter for Oklahoma. He's a uh, fast guy, and if he can uh, if he can get the football up over the offensive line, that probably uh, is about a foot taller than him overall on average. <laughs> he'll be able to. He'll be a good player, though. He can roll out and throw. We saw him play baseball at at Oklahoma. He's got some wheels and he's got an arm. So he was a top top player. top ten draft pick, wasn't he, in Major League mm-hmm. Baseball? He sure was. He sure was. So, but he's not going to go play pro baseball right now. I don't. The last thing I heard is he's going to come back and play football. He really likes football. Okay. I'm not sure he'll be drafted in the top ten in football just because of his size, but who knows? We'll see what happens this year. Um, he's a he's a heck of an athlete, put it that way. Um, and Matt, I know you had those kind of tough decisions to make in your youth about whether to take a first round <laughs> draft choice over going back yeah, and playing, I mean, being a starting quarterback at a major college football program. You're, yeah, you're right, man. It's tough. You just flip a coin and. Uh, you know, kind of decide which sport's going to fit you best. And then, yeah, no, it didn't happen for me, though. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll keep we'll, – we'll drill uh, your brain for knowledge as we go along here, uh, especially Big 12 front since uh, most of the South sure. doesn't really pay much attention to the Big 12. Uh, but there, we, we do have Big 12 states within our footprint, and we are glad to cover Big 12 in addition to SEC and ACC, the big ones. And we mix in the – the, the group of five schools and even some smaller schools from time to time here on the All Show. Now, the real reason we had you on here was not to talk football and college baseball, was to talk a little barbecuing because you, you love it. You absolutely love – okay, if I, had to, if I had to tell you, Matt, I got tickets to the College Football National Championship 50-yard line 
or you can stay home and I'm, I'm going to give you a complete freezer full of meat. Which of the oh, two would it be? Man, you're, you're making it hard on me. <laughs> Especially, I happen to be hungry at the moment. I don't know. The only way I could answer that, um, you know, diplomatically would be how about both? So, oh, uh, okay. Well, I thought you were going to ask who was playing <laughs> in the You thought you had me in a corner there. Well, I no. thought you were going to ask me who was playing in the game. If it was like well, uh, Ohio, Ohio State, Notre Dame, you might uh, decide to stay home. Here. Give me the meat. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking with Matt Hearman's barrister of Bodacious Barbecue, and we're going to pick his brain about his blog that he's had where he highlights barbecue eateries across the Southeast. He loves it all, and Matt – most of us don't have the kind of PhD in barbecue that you do. So I know about red, yellow, and vinegar. That would be red sauce, mustard-based sauce, vinegar sauce. When you're, when you're talking about barbecue, is am I missing something? I, I know Alabama's got a white sauce. Yeah, well, I tell you what, that's, uh, that's just – you can get the tip of the iceberg on this thing. I know your neck of the woods, John. It really is. Uh, but that would be South Carolina, right? Yes, sir. Of course, that would be a, either mustard, I guess, or, or red. I guess y'all do a little vinegar over there too, though, right? Yeah, and I've grown to love vinegar more and more. Even when I'm in a mustard-based barbecue-centric restaurant, most of the most of those restaurants now have a vinegar offering as well, and it is good stuff. That is the wonderful yeah. thing about sauces is – even if you're used to one, it's still, unless you have a, an allergic reaction, it's still really cool to try the other sauces. And, and it, it's almost like, it's almost like dessert. I agree. Um, I love sauce too. And, and that's going to uh, surprise, I think some, some folks out there being that I'm born and raised in Texas. I've lived in Memphis and lived in Mississippi for a period of time. And I beat every piece of barbecue I can get my mouth around for sure. But I do, uh, I do appreciate good barbecue sauce. It doesn't have to be on there. I like certain varieties, I would say, like Central Texas beef probably doesn't really call for a sauce. If okay. It's good. Well, that's what we but, got you on here for. So, yeah, but no, I love what you were saying before is true, too. When I, I spent about a year in, in Memphis eating every, <laughs> eating every bite of barbecue I could. And you're right, the, the sauce variety there is, uh, is pretty impressive. You can get all, you can get uh, mustard, you can get hot. That's what Memphis does real well is a really hot barbecue sauce that yeah. I love. But, yeah, you can get vinegar almost every place, too. It's just uh, Memphis kind of, um, they've got all the sauces there. Probably centrally located, just kind of takes everything in. And when um, we're talking we, to sauces, some, some places load it up, and you have to have a whole roll of paper towels alongside you when you're devouring the queue. And then some places <laughs> – don't really put much on there at all. That's that's right. And I think part of that is um, is regional. But I think even within the different regions, you've got uh, places that, that do it. For instance, if we're, I guess we can jump over to Memphis since, since we're talking barbecue. That's one of the first things that come to mind is there are certainly barbecue restaurants like the Cozy Corner in Memphis that uh, their sauce is, is the main thing. They dump it all over the ribs, and it's fantastic. It's a totally different uh, profile. They use... Uh, charcoal no wood uh, to get that charcoal kind of smoke flavor but then it goes well with the sauce and they have a hot sauce so they dump it all over then you go down the street someplace like central and uh, you got to order it wet or else they give it to you dry with just the dry rub topping um so yeah even within that side there's wet and dry ribs and um that's the thing about memphis that's interesting and i know you're familiar with the place as well john is there's no um there there are wet ribs in memphis and they're good 
there are a lot of dry ribs, and that's what they're known for. But they do both very well. All right, help me out here. I'm at Cozy Corner's website, CozyCornerBBQ.com, and they're located at 735 North Parkway in Memphis. So if you need to fly in specifically to have a meal at Cozy Corner, it's going to be about a 25-minute Uber ride to the location at 735 North Parkway, but well worth it. And not only uh, do they have good Q there, Matt, I like the fact that pictured right on their homepage is a bologna sandwich and a four-bone rib. So what in the world is a four-bone rib? (laughs) The four-bone rib is just the – typically they have a rib sandwich, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense because you've got – You've got bones in it, but the, but the, the rib sandwich is something that exists. And uh, Cozy Corner, you basically just kind of tear the meat off the rib and eat it with the, the bun, or you can take it apart and just use the, the bread to soak up the sauce. I mean, it's not the most, uh, it's not the first thing that comes to mind when you think of eating ribs. But that four bone rib sandwich is, is pretty good. Just gives you a little bit of bread along with your uh, along with your ribs. So those are fantastic. All right, and I was so blown away by Cozy Corner, I actually missed the other location you were telling me about. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, uh, the other, there's, there's obviously, there's, everybody's got their favorite in Memphis, but well, another one is, uh, the other one you just mentioned a moment ago would be Central, Central Barbecue. Central. They've got two, yeah, they've got two, they've got two, they've got one downtown, and there's one of the originals over on Central Avenue in, in Midtown, kind of on the edge of East Memphis there. But that's, uh, that's kind of your, your, um, ubiquitous or your, your textbook, uh, dry rib at Central. They do make a wet rib, and you can get it wet. Uh, but generally people go there for the dry rub, which I think a lot of the barbecue experts, people who are obsessed like me, smokeheads or whatever you want to call them, they will immediately smokeheads. That's a new one. Okay. They, I like they that. will immediately know what I mean when I say dry rub. And, but a lot of people I think who aren't totally crazy about barbecue and all the nuances therein, they will say, well, you know, isn't everything a dry rub? I mean, every rub you put on the, the meat when you put it on the smoker is dry. It's not wet. Nobody puts any sauce on it. When they, That's all true. The, the key about the dry rub is that the dry rub is a specific kind of, uh, of rub or seasoning, if you will, that you put on after the rib has been cooked. Um, it doesn't get cooked on there with the meat. It goes on after. So there will typically be some type of wet adhesive if you will that could be any type of sauce or a vinegar base or anything like that that you put on after the rib is through and then you dump a healthy portion of this uh, relatively lightly salted but flavorful kind of savory seasoning mix over the top of the rib and eat it like that so that's the that's the key to the dry the dry rub yeah all all rubs are dry when they go on but that's the that's the difference that's the memphis uh, specialty is that dry rub central's got a pretty good Pretty good uh, version of that, along with other places. Everybody's yes. got well, let's favorite. let's focus on these two this week. We've got a long way to go, Matthew. A long way to go, and Memphis is going to be one of our uh, sweet spot places when it comes to barbecue. That we can Absolutely. we could we could do a whole decade on just Memphis yep, places, and we Very we good. probably will. But we're going to mix it in with places across the entire southeast here yep. on the Y'all Show. But I, I want to tell you some breaking news. You mentioned that Central had two locations. My friend, they've grown. They're now in three locations in Memphis. They're downtown, mm-hmm. midtown, and east on Summer Avenue. In fact, help us out, Matt. I think you and mm-hmm. I have had a date before at the <laughs> downtown location, and it's 147 East Butler. Isn't that right next to the Martin Luther King it is. Muse- Civil mm-hmm. Rights Museum where King was killed? It is. It's right, it's right in that South Main District. It's really uh, gotten gotten better and better and yeah. 
the cool place over time. Yeah, you're right. That's actually my favorite location. It's not the original, but I like that. It's one. right by the Lorraine Hotel in downtown it Memphis. Is. You could throw a bowling ball and hit that hotel from the down low, downtown location of yes, Central Barbecue in Memphis, Tennessee. We're talking with Matt Hermans, the barrister of Bodacious Barbecue. We're going to go to a much deserved timeout so I can uh, maybe sample some cue here during the break. I know Matt's cooking it up. We're going to take a timeout, come back with Matt, and since July 4th is literally next week, we're going to get Matt's grilling tips, maybe some things he's got planned for the big holiday. All that is right ahead on the Y'all Show, talking barbecue. Hi, Tom Bodette. Ever notice how some places use fancy words just to make things more expensive? Like calling anything handmade craft or using aioli when they just mean mayonnaise. Well, at Motel 6, expensive words aren't really our thing. Our thing is clean, comfortable rooms at a great low price. So you can get a good night's sleep that leaves you feeling as fresh as that massage kale salad. I'm Tom Bodette for Motel 6, and we'll leave the light on for you. Book online at motel6.com. That is a pretty good breakfast. You're not even eating. Not hungry. Why not? What's up? Kath and I knew that Jenny had been partying a bit. Found out she tried heroin. Most people don't know what to say about drugs, but we do. Visit us at drugfree.org. A message from the Partnership for Drug-Free Kids, where families find answers. As a small business owner, you make every dollar count. So what could you do with $10? Go to Vistaprint.com today and you'll get 500 high-quality custom business cards for only $9.99. That's less than $0.02 per card. And at Vistaprint, your satisfaction is absolutely guaranteed. So it's never been easier to turn 500 strangers into connections. Just visit Vistaprint.com and use promo code 1919 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 1919. I just saved hundreds of dollars by switching to GEICO. I feel like a whole new person. Disclaimer, you will not become a whole new person. This is impossible. You might be able to join a gym or diet program, buy a new wardrobe, get hair implants, but your DNA and physical form will remain the same. GEICO waives any and all liability if you attempt to become a new person, except a cyborg. If you choose to become a half-human, half-cybernetic organism with lasers for eyes, the GEICO legal team would be cool with that because, quote, laser eyes are pretty sweet. Pew, 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 end quote. GEICO, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. And we're back on the Y'all Show with John Rawl, the show all about the South. And when we talk about the South, well, there's one word that comes to mind. And there's many words, but one key word, and that's food. And the food is an aspect of this region that makes us stand out from any other part of the country. And we're talking barbecue now with the barrister of Bodacious Barbecue, Matt Hermans. He's going to be a regular guest here on the Y'all Show and share with us his insight of great places throughout these 16 southern states to devour good Q, but also grilling tips. It's more than just pork barbecue. It could be ribs. It can be 
also the Texas-style barbecue and, and more, and non-favorites, uh, the, the, the ones that maybe only pop up once every blue moon that you want to go out and cook in the, in the grill in the backyard. So, so much here on the Y'all Show, and cooking is, is going to be something that we gladly take some time to discuss here on the show. So, Matt, we had you mention a few places in segment one about uh, Memphis, for example, but July 4th, right around the corner, which is not only a national holiday to celebrate the, the birthday of the United States, but it's kind of an unofficial holiday for barbecue and grilling. So Absolutely. how do you get ready for the most important day of, of your of your year? <laughs> yeah, um, well, I get real excited to put it that way. Okay. Um, it, is, it is kind of the, uh, I'd say, barbecue or grilling, obviously two kind of different methods, but it's definitely uh, the... Uh, yeah, the official sport of the 4th of July, if you want to call it that. So I, uh, I like to barbecue. And when I say barbecue, I like to cook, get something on the smoker, cook it indirect, low and slow. But I also like to get the grill fired up. Of course, that when I say grill, I mean cooking something direct over coal or gas, direct heat. I like to do both. I like to do everything I possibly can, get all the meat I possibly can out there and invite people over and uh, do it that way. So I love to grill as well. I don't just like to barbecue and smoke, but I love to grill as well. Well, uh, forgive me for the vernacular. I am not as advanced in this as you. Sadly, when I eat barbecue, it's usually something I buy at a restaurant. I don't cook, yeah. cook myself, but I'm envious of you, and we all want to be envious of you. In fact, before we get out of here, while you're talking about getting friends together, please share your home address with everybody so we, we can all show up for the grilling on July 4th. Just kidding yeah. there. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. One, one, six, not enough for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what all besides the, I guess, basics, uh, do you, what is your opinion of grilling hamburgers? Well, I love to grill hamburgers. Okay. I didn't know if that was beneath you. Oh, no, no. I, I, I appreciate the fine arts of direct heat grilling as much as I uh, do the indirect barbecue as well. So I love to cook hamburgers. Uh, I love to cook uh, steaks. And where do you I, get your hamburger meat traditionally? Where do you get that? I, I traditionally get my hamburger meat wherever I can close to me. But I will tell you, the key to a hamburger, a really fantastic hamburger, is to uh, get a fattier meat. And that seems like... Uh, you know, may think it's not the most healthy thing in the world, but, but it's ground beef. There'll be ground sirloin, which is very lean. There'll be ground chuck, be ground beef. Uh, the chuck and the beef are the two fattiest uh, cuts of or grinds, if you will, of the meat. You want to use one of those, and you want to make your patties uh, larger than you would imagine because the fattier the meat, the more flavor, but at, at the same time, the more it's going to shrink up. So, um, if someone's who used to using a little bit leaner meat goes out and makes the patties the size they want them, they will end up being little hockey pucks uh, that uh, are more like a meatball, I guess, if you will, because they'll shrink up. But fatty meat, um, salt, pepper, whatever seasoning you like on the burger and uh, make, them, make them bigger than you anticipate. And you can get them on there. Now, you get a good char, but you don't want to burn them. Some people like eating meat, eat the hamburger with a little bit of pink inside. I think that's okay as long as it's not too pink. That's the way I like my burger. Uh, but, yeah, fatty meat, uh, good-sized patty, charcoal, or grill. You can do it on a gas grill as well, but yeah. um, pretty straightforward. Well, I know that you may think of me as a Yankee because I'm not from Texas, okay? So that probably <laughs> is how you feel about most people. But not at all. Is this, is this Yankee? When I make burgers, oftentimes to try to make them somewhat visually appealing after they come off the grill – 
I'll take the the round meat after I make a little ball and smush it down with a plate so it's like a flat burger. Is yeah. that is that Yankee or not? No, that's a great idea. I was going to say another way to do it. You got a little ring mold uh, that you can put it down into. Anything to get your shape um, right is it works great. The the key about the burgers is uh, we've all probably learned this over time. But if you you want the the center of the burger to be a little bit thinner than the outside because it's just naturally going to draw up into a rounder shape. Um, so that's just kind of a that's that's getting deep into the uh, aesthetics of. of grilling i guess well but, uh, we want a good tasting burger but if we can we'd all like to have a good looking burger so yeah, that uh, somebody actually picks it out and eats it yeah yeah you want the uh you want the meat to fit the bun there's nothing you don't want a nice uh, a good bun the meat is just is, is too small inside then you're eating bun i mean this is this is some intense level uh grilling right here this yeah. is when you and that's what we expect when we talk to the barrister of Bodacious Barbecue, Matt Hermans, here on the Y'all Show. John Rawl talking with Mr. Hermans. And, hey, you just mentioned bread. I don't want to discount the fact that bread is not important. It is important. So what is the correct bun for a hamburger in Hermans' world? Well, I would say I will give you a little hot tip here. I like um, an onion bun or a poppy seed bun or what you call a casserole. However... Those are very thick cuts and very bready um, pieces of, of burger holding material, if you will. So what I like to do, I like the bread. I like the texture of kind of a thicker bun like that. What I do like to do is kind of tear out some of the center. And if you've ever seen how they do it in New Orleans, where they kind of uh, uh, peel out some of the, the inner portion of the po'boy roll to uh, cut down the, the bread to meat ratio. That's what I like to do with a nice casserole or poppy seed roll. Just tear out some of it. That way you get that nice, shiny, tasty uh, bun, but you don't have pounds and pounds of uh, of bread to power your way through because it really is about the meat. So um, good old-fashioned sunbeam or Mrs. Baird's roll, nothing wrong with that either mm -hmm. at all. Um, I can never uh, – that, that's really nice. Those smash down into a nice little burger holder, but – I would say if you're going to use a nicer bun, an onion or a poppy seed, just tear out some of that extra bun, especially on the top. Um, that way you can get your mouth around it. You get all the good stuff about that roll, but you don't have all the extra bread to fill you up. That would be my tip. And since we were talking about some barbecue sauce earlier, what is your take on barbecue sauce on hamburgers? Uh, you know, I, I don't generally uh, do it myself, but I tell you what, if you do it right, if you get a little cheddar cheese, maybe some, uh, bacon, something that goes along with that sweet barbecue sauce. If you like it sweet, uh, that's a pretty good uh, combo, I will say. I'm typically a uh, kind of a mayo guy or something creamy, maybe even a, a ranch dressing. I know people are going to – Ranch dressing on a hamburger? Yeah, hear that. All I'm right, you're you. officially a Yankee. We're, you're off the show. I'm telling you, just <laughs> give it a shot and then send the, the non-existent <laughs> hate mail to general. Yeah, no, uh, I tend to like a little creaminess with my – charcoal burger but barbecue i'll tell you what you can put uh, if you happen to have some pulled pork laying around from your last barbecue last weekend put that on a burger as well with some barbecue sauce and then you got a whole new a whole new animal right oh. there that's pretty good that's Man. pretty good well we're running out of time uh, and since we're getting ready for fourth of july and people need to make their plans we're going to tap your mind as we go along here on the y'all show with, with all kinds of grilling tips and suggestions to go get barbecue but since fourth of july is very heavy on hot dogs and hamburgers, and we've just discussed burgers. Tell me what you think of 
how to pull off the perfect hot dog for the Fourth of July? Well, that's pretty that's pretty simple. I think you're going to have two uh, two thoughts there. Some people like their their hot dog nice and charred um, over the uh, crunchy, almost if you will. You get the nice grill char over it, and some people don't like that. So the key. I would say is to offer both, and that's very easy to do. If you're using a gas grill, you just have uh, you put the high heat on one side and you leave the other side off. Um, if you're using charcoal, you just put the charcoal on one side of your charcoal grill, and that way you've got two different ways to heat the 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 hot dog. So you get the nice char on the one side where the heat is coming up directly, either through charcoal or the propane. You can get that nice brown char. People like the crunchy, crispy hot dogs. I happen to like it that way myself. However. You put them on the other side, close the lid for a few minutes, and you get the even heat, the nice uh, overall heat that's not going to give you the charred little areas on it. Um, that way you've got the char folks who like their, their the hot dogs charred, then you've got the ones who like them without the char, and both of them get cooked, both of them get done. You only need one grill. That's what I would tell you. And that's, main, that's the main thing with, with hot dogs. What do you like, John? You like the charred? Uh, skin on there? Or do you like it just overall cooked evenly? No, I like that charred skin. Ooh, you, you and me both. That's what I'm talking about. But some of us, some of us don't like it that way. I've I wonder, gotten, since we're talking July Fourth hot dogs, I wonder how Joey Chestnut likes his hot dog. By the dozen. <laughs> Last year, Chestnut ate 72 hot dogs to claim Nathan's hot dog eating contest in New York. And I know he's won that many times. Uh, do you know the count? It. He likes it dipped in water. Have you ever watched that? No, I haven't. They dip the the bun in the water. It goes down easy that way. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna recommend that in any way, shape, or form. But he's got his method. Wow, Joey Chestnut, who has won several times in the last decade. I I, I don't know how he does it, Matt. I don't either. I like hot dogs, but anything past about 40 is too much for and me. And we got to give Joey some credit. He's a Southerner, at least by birth. He was born in Fulton, Kentucky in 1983. He's 34 years old. Joey Chestnut, you go, boy, when you right. go to the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest on the 4th of July. I'll be uh, make sure to tune in for that. So we've talked uh, hot dogs, hamburgers, and since people are getting things together, what's the, the great drink to go along with all of that? Sweet tea? Beer? Well, sweet tea. Sweet tea has got to be, I mean, that's obvious. I don't even think I need to cover that. That goes perfectly. <laughs> okay. But then, you know, a nice cold adult beverage to keep the, uh, you know, keep the temperature down. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that either. Yeah. Especially with a hot dog or a hamburger, that's about as 4th of July as I can imagine. And, and, and cooking this stuff you can do in advance so what's the best way you would suggest if you want to cook let's say july 3rd and not deal with all the gnats and mosquitoes and the temperature the high temperatures what yeah. is your best way to store this stuff and make it fresh well it's 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 always best to do it the day of but exactly you got a lot of people coming over you may want to knock it out earlier what i would say is uh you do hot dogs and hamburgers that's fine um get them on the grill of course, we're talking grilling, of course. Get them on the grill. Get them cooked to uh, just about almost where you want it. Uh, then go ahead and put them on some type of metal tray, cover it up with foil. Then you want to heat it slowly in the oven. I wouldn't go over 175 or 200 degrees the next day just to get it back to temperature. It is going to cook a little bit. So if you, you like your burger just a little bit pink in there, you may uh, cut back uh, a couple minutes just because it's going to cook a little bit in the oven. Hot dogs are going to be fine either way, especially if they're charred. But keep them covered. 
Uh, if you uncover them in the oven, even even at low heat, they're going to go ahead and dry out and start getting crumbly. Nobody wants any of that. Yeah. So I keep them covered, reheat them in the oven only. Microwave, of course, will destroy the meat. That's the meat destroyer. <laughs> do that and, and you should be fine. You know your burger's about ready to roll as soon as the the, uh, the juices run clear. As soon as you see some clear juice, you can pull that sucker off, and you probably got a perfectly cooked burger. Wow. That's what I would. Well, I, I hate that we had to belittle you here on this week's Y'all Show and talk such elementary stuff as burgers and hot dogs. I know this is a little bit below your pay grade. But since July 4th is coming, and those are two of your main parts of that holiday, we really needed to get your take on it. So thank you, thank you, thank you. I love it. Any excuse to talk meat, grilling, especially with you, Mr. Wall, anytime. All right. Matt Hearman's Barrister of Bodacious Barbecue. We'll catch up with you near a grill soon. Thank you, sir. Yes, sir. Happy 4th. Yes, sir. And that'll put a wrap on today's Y'all Show. A special thanks again to Mr. Hearman's for coming on and all the other information that we were able to pass along on today's Y'all Show, the Wednesday edition. Tomorrow, we'll talk to ACC insider Jonathan Leifheit again and find out about what's going on in the Atlantic Coast Conference. Plus, we'll talk to Precious Harris, get an update from Nashville and all that's going on in Music City. That's on the Wednesday edition of the Y'all Show. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you tomorrow. Reese and Irvies here, the world's first and only frozen yogurt and ice cream dispensing robot franchise. Today, we're talking with Christina Gregory, one of our 235 national franchisees. What drew you to starting a Reese and Irvies franchise? Knowing I could own my own business that brings smiles to customers and revenue to me. Delicious desserts in under 60 seconds made by a robot? That's unseen in the marketplace and the kind of opportunity I was looking for. What excites you about the potential of your recent Irvies franchise? Honestly, my robots don't get sick, never take time off, and never show up late. My robots allow me time to focus on what's important, my customers. What do you love most about being a recent Irvies franchisee? The support from Reese and Irvies. They secured high traffic locations for my robots and provided all the training I needed. Now I deliver a unique frozen experience that's on the cutting edge of technology. Interested in a recent Irvies franchise of your own? Simply go to FroyoFranchising.com and enter promo code 5353 to learn more. That's FroyoFranchising.com, promo code 5353. I love my family, but last week, mm, not so much. They blew through our shared data again. Then we switched to Boost and got unlimited gigs, plus 20 gigs of mobile hotspot on each line for the whole family (laughs) for a great price. So now I love them all again. We just needed a switch. Switch to Boost and get three lines with unlimited gigs for just $100 a month and 20 gigs of mobile hotspot on each line. Plus get up to three free phones, all on a super reliable, super fast nationwide network. Boost makes it easy to switch. Switching makes it easy to save. Offer ends 831.18. First lines $100 a month. Lines 2 and 3 are $0 a month. Requires one line to port in. Line includes unlimited talk, text, and data. Video streams optimized at up to 480p+. Music at up to 500 kilobits per second. Gaming at up to 2 megabits per second. Data deprioritization during congestion. Free phones require port in and activation on plans $50 or higher. Coverage and offers not available everywhere. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details. We first opened about 10 years ago. We were, we were small, just a few of us. But it was exciting. I always dreamt of having my own business. 
It was kind of slow at first, but things started picking up. We had big plans. But in our wildest dreams, we never, never thought we'd have this much work. Yeah, with so many businesses caught off guard by the storm, Reed Waste Management has never been busier. What will become of your business after a disaster? Nearly two-thirds of businesses aren't prepared for an emergency, and 40% of businesses that experience a disaster never recover. Make an emergency plan now, before it's too late. For a free online tool that helps you develop an emergency plan to keep your business up and running should disaster strike, visit ready.gov forward slash business. Brought to you by the Federal Emergency Management Agency, the American Red Cross, and the Ad Council.